Hi, hello, and welcome to Integrated Awakenings. It's me, Maria, and today we have a very special, special, special episode because we have three people! Oh my god! Uh, it's gonna be me, Oni Papa, and Tel Magdalera. Yes. And we're gonna talk about spirituality and food and... Nourishment. And culture. And, yes, food as heritage, food as, food as memory, yes. and also as healing... And I think a big part of conversation is going to be food as food as enemy and how it has been that way for yeah. for some people, including yeah, yeah, me, yeah. really. Yeah. Especially for people who have eating disorders yeah. or like dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. And I, I'm emphasizing how many topics we're kind of wanting to chew on <laughs> from different directions because I feel like when people talk about food, they only talk about like one angle. Like, just the nutrients. Right. So it's like, um, or just the fad. Mm. Or just like this religious zealot energy for this specific diet. Right. So it's like, I really want to make an effort to make an episode that's as round or as multi-pronged. Exactly. As we can. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Where do we want to start? I think the first thing that I want to lead with is something that's a little bit more universal than the other things that we really want to talk about as well. Um, Fad diets and Uh diet culture really has resulted to many a disordered eating. And my experience with that is I was was diagnosed with um, EDNOS when I was around like 16, 17. What does EDNOS mean? um, Eating disorder not otherwise specified. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, was 16, first time I've heard of so that. It's like a general uh, yeah, diagnosis. So yeah, yeah. Not believing. So it's like uh, God yeah. in a way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but for ED. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and my, you know, it's different for everyone, but there are similarities with other people who also experience that. And for me, when I was younger and incredibly impressionable, you know, like the kind of person who would look online how to lose 10 pounds in mm. one week, you know. Um, it's counting your calories to the very last morsel of your food and right. seeing food as a measurement. Seeing right. food and seeing that measurement of food as is your day successful or is your next day going to be punishment as a result right. of the end of your measurements right. on that specific day. Um, and this is brought about as well by fad diets as in People try to convince you that there's a certain way that you should eat because it's the most healthy and, and most importantly, it's the one that's going to make you lose weight. Right. And now that I'm way older than 15, 16, 17, I have started uh, reconciling my relationship with food, mm-hmm. seeing food as a source of joy. And you know, as a Filipino, food is for the spirit of pagsasalo-salo. Right, and that's yes. one of the most beautiful, um, the most beautiful themes surrounding food. Food is not just a means to an end for you to have a certain kind of body. And now we're really figuring out that oh my god, maybe a certain type of body isn't isn't the most healthy, even if it is categorically mm-hmm. ideal. So I love that we're straying away, although we are not completely detached from the idea of food as measurement and food as food as diet. Mm-hmm. You know, someone says, I'm starting a new diet. I'm doing a new diet. I'm going to stick to this diet. It's just, it's a recurring thing. And at the end of it, what we have realized now is if it's not sustainable, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not real in the sense that it's not really nourishing. It's not really the best 
diet. Mm-hmm. And so in this conversation, we can talk about that. What What is real? What is food? What is What is food for us? What is food as we were growing up? And earlier we were having a conversation about food as memory. And maybe we could we could branch off to that. I see, I see. I do want to talk about how when you're saying food as diet, but I feel like it's also a cultural thing. Mm. Because if you go to Japan and Korea, they don't really go... Uh, well, they go on diets, but they don't. You, need, you don't need to tell them to eat fermented food. You right. don't need to tell them to eat various foods. It's just part of their culture to say, yeah. thank you food for dying for me. Oh. Welcome yourself into my body. That's what itadaki mas means. Mm-hmm. And it's just part food. yeah, for dying for me. Oh, it's wow. that like it's that deep. So the mm-hmm. thing is, that's why I want to emphasize that food is a culture because if our only perspective is nutrients, math, logic, um empirical scientific doctor bullshit. Um sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any of the magic, reverence, respect mm-hmm. or even the sanctity of respecting mm-hmm. food and i feel this way because um i did this thing i did this invocation where i said sorry to all the plants and animals that i didn't properly respect mm-hmm. as i met them as i ingested them as it, they became part of my life and after i did that i've never felt so grounded before oh. that's one two food tastes so amazing now like i don't need as much for example cacao mm. i don't need as much cacao anymore because it's already so flavorful in my mouth and i enjoy cooking so much now mm-hmm. so i really that's why i want to emphasize that there's really a cultural and a spiritual aspect of how does the culture talk about the essence the spirit the nature of food that is it just a materialistic building block or is it life mm-hmm Diba? Yeah, is it yeah. is it is it part of the way we become the way we are so it's like um i really feel like when people want to become doctors nurses they want to become healthcare practitioners and they haven't healed this part of their life which they do every day mm. <laughs> right for other people yeah. yeah yeah there's this there's this Roots, there's this uh, core, gata, essence of the topic that people aren't rooted in yet. That's why they say a good cook is half a physician. Because mm-hmm. if you know how to cook well, medicinally, people around you don't get sick. Yeah. So it's very much, for example, Chinese medicine has a prong towards cooking. Ayurveda has a prong towards cooking as well. So there's really this thing of like, Why is it that all these videos we have of cooking recipes, okay, maybe don't put the calories. Tell me the dosha. (laughs) Tell me the energetic quality of this meal. Just so that the, you know, the society has a language around, has a language around, you know, spicy stuff. Turns up your metabolism. If you're feeling exactly. sluggish, if it's winter, maybe you should have something that's more like exactly spiky, spiky, you yeah, know? Exactly. But if you're high blood pressure, not a good idea. Exactly. Diba? So there's this actual conversation and respect for people mm-hmm. that they can keep themselves healthy. They can take care of each other mm-hmm. and just informing each other, trusting each other to like take care of each other. Yeah. Diba? 
Not just na, oh, this is dairy-free. No, but what is in it? You exactly. know, so there's that. And that's why I really want to... And when I looked into herbalism books in the Philippines or uh, energetic cooking, it's trickier to do unless we don't have as much of a oh, asterisk. This is a big asterisk. Right now, I would say we don't have as much of a tradition, but I can also say maybe I haven't researched enough. Mm. So maybe there's like some um, cook. Uh, researchers, mm-hmm. uh, food culture uh, uh, students, scientists who might have a better answer than me. Mm-hmm. But for now, as somebody who is a geek about this and who like Googles all the books and stuff, I don't. We don't have as much of a culture as the Western apothecary, Ayurveda, and Chinese medicine. So I mean, we do salabat. We do. We do some stuff. Medicinal cooking, we do do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we don't have we don't have categories of what yeah. does it do, diba? Like not extensive Not yeah, hindi siya kasing complex mm-hmm. or specific. Mm-hmm. But I wish it was like that. So me I mean, I guess that's just a part of me that wants to. Sh- you might share that dream, but more of like, I feel like when people talk about cooking, they don't talk about that part. I know. As much. Know. Yeah, so parang... Never, it's always about, oh, don't add too much butter. Or a moment on the hip. Or no, MSG. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think also uh, a conversation that we could have as taking a step back from yeah. uh, food as a culture or food, how it is, is how food is sustainability. Right. In, in its general sense, you need food to survive. But at mm-hmm. the same time, um, it is through taking care of each other through food that the the race survives. Yeah. yeah. And and Aww. talking It's like taking care of farmers. I feel yes, what yes. you're talking about. Yes. Um, and then oh, well talking about farmers also or or in the grass or, or like in the provinces. Correct. Uh, there, there's the culture of Tuob. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Tuob? Go ahead. Um where uh there is a way for people to if um they have they weren't able to eat right during that span of uh, time pasmo yung tawag sa amin in in Bisaya. Mm. So if napasmo sila, they have the they they wrap themselves on a blanket. They they look for a chair that has holes underneath them. Mm. And then they they boil whatever food is ah, on the yes, table. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they add coke and stuff and it mm-hmm. it's like a way for them to re-inculcate food into their system without having to eat. They they're smoking their food. They're smoking basically. their food. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. It's for like this... when you can't ingest tea, you can have a foot bath. Yes, yeah, something so, like so that. So it's too obvious smoking to, it. Smoking the food. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's I think it's the cool understanding that you don't have to ingest food yeah, to, consume to consume it. To participate with it, yes, that's true. And, yeah, yeah, and just this, yeah, yeah. The, the, the way that people have gone through the whole thing um, to be able to sustain themselves because sometimes people aren't able to eat. Right. So yeah. just, ju- just that thought that, that food is still um, an avenue for sustainability of the race mm. in, in general too. And I would feel that they're also praying to the spirit of that food to enter that person's body. Yeah, that's There's true. There's intention, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, just to sanga from there. Sanga means root uh, or branch. Branch. Uh, you know, if a certain food came from a certain lineage. So, for example, we eat, uh, we make pasta and pretend to be Italians. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. diba? Yeah. Or, or like pizza. Even New York, 
uh, style pizza from the Philippines. It's branded as New York, but it's actually a Filipino brand. Yeah. Right. So it's like we're consuming the American idea. Yeah. Right. So, or even if Their you have culture. paella, there's like a Spanish, like, oh, this is my grandmother's cooking who is half mestiza, <laughs> something, something. So there's really this kind of co-participation when we align ourselves with certain foods. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, there's even this thing called uh, monk temple food. Temple food. Temple food. It doesn't have any stimulants. It doesn't have garlic. It doesn't have uh, onion. It does. It has like these five. This is a Korean thing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's these five uh, spices. Ingredients. Yeah, yeah, ingredients that they can't use because it's city food or because it's oh, too wow. fast. Yeah, yeah. This is the stuff that you get from Chef's Table. I feel like people who watch Chef's Table <laughs> they understand. <laughs> will be like, I know what Maria watched. <laughs> no, but I really I really think about that that there are like think about Confucians or think about like Taoists. They mm. eat a certain way. So these monks eat also a certain way mm, so true. that they think a certain way mm. and then they live a certain way mm-hmm. right? even all that vegan cooking they're like borrowing monk recipes yeah right for a certain lifestyle of asceticism and mm-hmm. being in the forest so i just want to uh kind of highlight that that when people try to you know inherit a food culture from their family mm. or from their office even whoever you cook for and then you innovate from there sometimes right you add sushi you add you add something you saw on tiktok yeah, and then yeah. you you have like a new a condiment that you, you're like oh i think this is smart or whatever i feel like there's this uh cr- party crowdedness there's this information Ah! Yeah, because we can learn from every cookbook that exists on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like which lineage are you aligning yourself to? Mm-hmm. What values do you prescribe with mm-hmm. that makes you think that that food is like a yes, yeah, or that you would prioritize that this is important. So I really wanna say that it's very. You know, I don't think it's a morality game, but it's definitely a values thing. That's why people brand restaurants a lot because you're trying to communicate like a value system with That's the true. food, yeah, yeah. not just the food itself. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. On the on the butt end of that, also yeah, like yeah. when you value food, uh, there's also the the value of food as as it is as a a means to an end. Yeah. At the same time, it, you 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 have to get to it. So, um, just to 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 mm. understand it better, I went to Cebu on uh on a work thing, Yay. and then we. We got to talk to this um, underprivileged family, so yeah. so so we asked them. So so they were uh, from from a fisher folk uh, community, yeah. and then we asked them, "Hey, so what do you eat on a on a regular basis?" And they say, "Ah, uh, whatever we catch that that doesn't sell, we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna eat that." So yeah. So how do you how do you cook that? What's your favorite food? Ah, uh, so just the just the fish, just the fish. How about how about um how about meat? Right. Do you eat meat? Mm-hmm. And then they said, "I we don't eat meat because we can't afford meat." Right, right. So there's also the the valuation of food that um, sometimes you can't you you're only um, allowed a certain way of eating it or a certain right. type of food because that's the only thing you can afford. Right, that's yeah, the only yeah. thing that's uh, afforded to you by the community or but by, by, by the situation that yeah, you're in. Yeah. So which is also um, a way for you to think of it as 
I am eating this because I am able to, and some people aren't able to eat yeah, what yeah. I'm eating because That's they true. aren't able to. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like little, very subtle gates, yeah. right? That we think that everybody has access to all of these gates, oh, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. actually, you know, it's invisible, but it's actually there. They're there. Like, yeah, yeah. So you we think- also have Tao like that who are like fisher folk yeah. who choose to not. For their, them, they, they have access to pork and they don't want to eat pork. Because they grew up, up eating fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even if my mom introduces them to other kinds of vegetables, mm-hmm. so my mom like brought vegetables from Lokban or from Mindanao because it's the vegetables that her grandfather taught mm-hmm. her to eat, and they don't know how to eat it. So so they're like weirded out that we eat that we eat the, the a specific alugbate or yeah. specific ferns. They're like, what what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I feel like that's really what I wanna. Say when people look for a sense of belonging, I kind of want to. Um, I know, I know you're talking about like uh, uh, marginalized poverty thing, but I also want to talk to people who have ED. At least the people I know who have ED, mm-hmm. um, they tend to come from families also who don't eat together, mm-hmm. who didn't prioritize food. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they don't. Um, because when I was eating with them, I have so many memories around food. Like, this is my fa- ma- my grandma's favorite halo-halo. My mom, uh, my brother loves this specific, uh, what do you call that? Bagnet. Oh, bagnet. <laughs> he, he likes this specific bagnet from this specific place. Mm-hmm. And then he cooks steak a specific way. I know how to make bacon a specific way that my brother did. And then I have the I have billions of stories, and I realize that they had none. Like what they remember is that they can't inga they can't afford anything, or their mom forgot to cook for them, so they're just buying burgers, mm. or um, they're trying to lose weight, so they're gonna eat kamote, they're gonna try yeah. to be vegan, right? Mm. Not because of choice, but because of poverty. So it's really this kind of. Um, Coming from that space, I understand now why people who have stories around food can sell it. Because it's yeah. a privilege. It has value Absolutely. to Absolutely. come from that kind of lineage. Mm. So, um, just to share, uh, for um, for folks who um, listen to me for like spirituality stuff, most spiritual folks, kasi, they're vegan. They don't, yeah. they don't eat pork. Because yeah, yeah, because your the consciousness of the animal is like lower, so you kind of need to transmute it more or something. Um, and I get it because when you're fasted, it's easier to connect or hear things. But my grandparents on the mom's side were ranchers, so they grew baka, as in cows, like 300. Like I have titos who were cowboys, who were rodeo people. And... I remember their house and it's like full of cattle. Mm. Like like cattle game, cattle like memorabilia. And every time something happy happened, so for example, nanalo si Pakyal, birthday, somebody from abroad came home, wedding. Every time, they would slaughter like a pig or a baka and it would be full of love. Yeah. It would be full of like good memories. And I know that the 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 the, the very vegan people are going to hate me, but <laughs> shut up. Um, but but what I but what I'm saying is that when the sorry, I I I know you guys haven't tasted our lechon. But our lechon are like organic. They grew up loved. They didn't eat 
pesticides, they grew up on fermented plant juice. We know these creatures. So when we kill them, it's out of respect. When we cook them, it's out of celebration. And only in special locations are they served. So even when we sell them, it's it's for someone's wedding. We know someone's gonna have a birthday, and they like save money to buy this pig because he's special. So I just want to say that people who say that it's not spiritual to raise livestock don't. I mean, have you experienced raising? food knowing that you're gonna kill them and knowing that you love them mm-hmm. that they're gonna be part of your dining table it's a different experience it's a different experience to um really respect a life like that Absolutely. like i've tried pork from i became so sensitive to pork that I can taste how happy a pig is from like a supermarket <laughs> block i'm like i'm like this isn't it's it's like worlds apart and now i realize that my mom was very advanced now she raised organic uh pigs organic plants Mm -hmm. and that she was like i know you guys are gonna live in the city but you guys are gonna know how to eat from afar and like you know how to raise and kill a chicken Mm -hmm. and how to like harvest stuff watch stuff grow and die so there's really like uh there's a school there's in initiation from nature from being with nature being in the cycles of nature even like cutting pruning plants and then seeing that oh this plant made an effort to grow and then you're like chopping it up like even that you mm-hmm. know even praying um you our farm help like prays to coconuts before he climbs them so that they don't fall yeah they yeah. don't fall they don't push him out you yeah. know and even the you know local elementals they they pray to them. So there's this kind of... Um, I really feel like there's this kind of worship and respect of the land. Mm-hmm. That if people haven't grown their own food, don't eat from food that they've you know, cultivated or have at least a touch yeah. that they know how this was cultivated, there is more... That's when you become so disrespectful. That's when you become glut- gluttonous. That's when you don't understand where it's from. So I feel like that's like an aspect i feel like if everybody had like a good full uh grasp yeah like they actually had farm like not i'm not saying farm visits what i'm saying is there's a relation like every person has a relationship to their farmer mm-hmm. or and they and they go to it on weekends they can cultivate even rooftop gardens mm-hmm. i feel and there's like an actual celebration of it Definitely. right and there's a heritage you have like good memories with it I don't think people would have ED. I don't think people would like deprive themselves. I don't think people would, um, kind of, uh, they would have pride in. I see that. in participating. Yeah, and then when I was telling this to a friend, they're like, "You're literally like what food concept people would steal, like somebody <laughs> who had like heritage of like raising cattle for mm-hmm. generations, right? So it's like. Yeah, I felt I feel it so I that was like one of the times I felt so offended when someone told me, You can't eat pork. I was like, Why? <laughs> I was like, You're telling me? <laughs> I was like, so so it's like very I feel like even seafood, like sometimes when I see shrimp, I really like shrimp. Yeah. I can literally hear it being like, Come be one with the ocean, eat me. Mm. So it's like, how can you tell me to not Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's I feel like when people try to restrict 
how we eat food or how we participate with food. Mm-hmm. It's they're criticizing how agriculture is right now. Right. Or how cultivation is right now. They're like, right. oh, we're abusing the salmon, so we should yeah, eat yeah, salmon, yeah. blah, blah. But if it's like positively cultivated, mm-hmm. they want to participate in human life. So there's no, there's no dissonance. So there's just a... I feel like there's just a... Lot of labor. <laughs> there's just a lot of labor to and shift of priorities to value food again. Because yeah. usually somebody gets rich, tired, and then they retire to the farm. Yes. And then they're like a little bit bad at it because they've lived in the city all of their life, mm-hmm. so they don't know how to do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's like you have people with money, and then people who don't have money, and then the people who don't have money actually know how to do stuff. So. Yeah. And then people who have money can research stuff, but they're too old now. So there's no, like, the youth, the middle people aren't actually engaged or interested mm-hmm. in food broad. Yeah. That, that's why when they say the Philippines is an agricultural country, it's almost an insult. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a compliment. But actually, it could be. It diba? should be. If, if there is, like, a... Um, positive spin around it exactly mm. there was pride in food i did not grow up with um i didn't grow up with with cows i also did not grow up in a farm but my um my lolo has a farm it's just that we don't know how to take care of it right right but my mom she really wants to take care of of, of that farm and I, I wish i could too but what she has is um, she's really obsessed with hydroponics. Yeah, yeah. So she she takes so much pride in growing her own lettuce and her yeah, own yeah. tomatoes, and it's very hard to yeah, grow yeah. your own produce. But when when you do, it's joy, it's celebration, mm. and having and it, it has the spirit mm, of your mom. And eating it is a reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have I I witness that I really respect it. I love it so much. I I one day I see myself doing mm. it. But as of now, the closest thing that I that I have is cooking. So I love cooking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, my mom's yeah, a chef. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she also realized that dream a little bit later in life now. But I have... That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I grew up I grew up seeing food as a form of love. Like yes. completely 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. a form of love. Food is about family mm-hmm. as well. And now that I'm, uh, you know, as we say, out of the nest, I mm. cook for... People. I cook for my roommates, I cook for my boyfriend, and it's it's such a fun experience all the time. I hate washing the dishes, though. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, so I many parts it. of it, maybe I don't like, but the actual act of, mm-hmm. the intention of it. The intention yeah, yeah. of it was to, to nourish them. The intention of it was to fill their bellies and to also satisfy um, their dinnertime hunger, their, their okay. lunchtime hunger. That's so beautiful and satisfying to me. And my favorite thing, the the only reward that I want is for them to say that they enjoy the food. Yeah. And so if we all grew up thinking of food as that, thinking yeah. of food as celebration, thinking of food as nourishment and love, maybe our perceptions of eating slash eating right yeah, can yeah. mean totally different things. Yeah. From is this the exact amount of calories I should have? Mm-hmm. Or is this the quality of food that uh, that is prescribed to me? Mm-hmm. We could think of it as as love. 
we could mm-hmm. think of it as satisfaction and satisfaction is very important yeah 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 it's so important it's rarely it's rarely prioritized yeah. but your satisfaction with your food is almost the priority of your body because mm-hmm. your body's the first to tell you hey i'm not satisfied right i need right. more yeah, mm, yeah it's the first to tell you and it's always an executive decision for us to oh no i'm on a diet i can't i, I won't right, <laughs> or right. i will substitute my craving for ice cream to have blended bananas right. yeah so well, sometimes right? that's great though i so, like yes. blended bananas <laughs> <laughs> no hate there yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. i love bananas in general yeah. but the satisfaction when we want something it's our way of trying to celebrate that also. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel there like can I be a genuine attraction. Yeah, yeah. Resonance it. towards it. And yeah, yeah. it baffles me that I have never, ever, ever, ever questioned that I should, that I should not listen to my body. Yes, and yes, that yeah. I should opt for these, quote unquote, healthier options slash healthier yeah. alternatives. And you know what? It's so valid to have these alternatives because people get sick. Yeah. My entire family has <laughs> diabetes. Right. I'm not there, and hopefully I never get there. Mm-hmm. But there there should be alternatives for people to enjoy. And or even more, the food culture that your mom has that's yeah. really beautifully imbued with you can yeah. also involve, evolve through you to be diabetes-free. Like, is there a version of it that's not as giving ill to the body? You know, Probably, right? because the people who do have diabetes in my family grew up during the time that we didn't have as much resources. And so right, we did right. turn to food that perhaps wasn't that of quality, perhaps yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't that good. Um, but I go back to, to the concept of food as satisfaction. Right, right. Satisfaction is so important, once more. And I never thought that it was up mm-hmm. until I'm 20. I'm turning 23. So up until now, really, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was so freaking important to me. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's so important to everyone. And that's why we go on, we go on these midnight binges when we're going on diet. I have had friends mm-hmm. who have who are on like similar diet. So I have like friends that I have a pack with. Like let's go keto. Let's right. do that. And then we find ourselves chatting each other. This was way back, way back in high school, by the way. Chatting each other. Like, oh, no, I fell off the diet. I, I had a rice. The ulam was sinigang. I couldn't have rice. So much shame surrounding yeah, yeah. it. And then you have sinigang without rice. And then we talk about, oh, but it's not satisfying, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and Filipinos have a rice culture. So yeah. it's really hard to So that's to another not. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, our ancestors have had rice. We have subsisted off of the food of the land. Mm-hmm. And now it's the enemy in some Diets. In some in some worldviews, yes, in yeah, some worldviews. Yeah. I mean, that's only if you're misguided in a way. Yeah, I do want to share though that um, there's such a thing. I I want to just add like, sorry, this is a podcast that is usually a how to. So so there's so I do want to <laughs> okay, share no. tips on how to do intuitive eating. So intuitive eating is basically so allergy tests are very expensive yes. like the very specific ones can go up to 12 to 15k oh, so the thing is that one of the things that holistic and integrated doctors do is that okay you're generally fasted hold up the food to your stomach and then you do a muscle test of if your hand goes down weaker or faster or if it stays up so they've had like professional tennis players they put like a bread and they didn't know they had a gluten intolerance. And boom, they're suddenly weaker. 
So there's that thing of you can actually just muscle test your allergies. That's so, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So there's this thing of um Paul Trick is kind of more anal about this, but I respect him and I love him. Uh so sometimes what he does is you put the food near your heart and then you ask your heart, show me a yes, show me a no. So sometimes lean forward is a yes, sometimes lean back is a no. I'm clairvoyant, so I can see a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. So I would open the fridge and I'd be like, Okay, buddy, what do you want to eat? Right? And there'd be like a like a light or like a motion towards what is supposed to be eaten. Mm -hmm. And some of my friends find this so weird that when I go out, I'd be like, I want to eat this, but my body wants to eat something else. Oh, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like every time what I pick what my body picks because I made a pact with my body that I will take care of it. Mm. And then sometimes it would pick stuff that I'm usually allergic to, but for some reason... It's what I needed at that time. Yeah. So I have like a slight, very slight intolerance to milk. And then mm-hmm. suddenly it's like, pick the Oreo milk cheesecake tea shake whatever thing. I was like, are you sure? It's like, when I drank it, I was like, holy shit, this is like the best shit ever. So right. I was like, and then it's like, and it's like calming down um, some of like my fires. Yeah. Because it's like milk kind of um, suffuses fire. Mm-hmm. So it was like the perfect energetically. So there's this thing where I really want to say that when you can eat intuitively, even vitamins, if you can eat intuitively, body, how many pills, how many units of this? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, no. Because usually we're prescribed, right? But But that's the thing. When you follow like a structure, usually the structure, if you rely too much on it, it's because you're so dead to your own senses. Mm. If your senses could actually tell you that you're having too much food na, or this is bad for you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't actually choke. You wouldn't actually um, have a distended stomach. You wouldn't actually overeat. Yeah. You would actually know what what was going on. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that um, this is why I know that some people go through these detoxes, detox cleanses because they want to service their organs and stuff. I do I I mean I'm not against that. I'm just saying that um after you do that, because it's good after a fast or after a cleanse, uh try to keep eating intuitively. Yeah. Or just don't follow like a schedule or a calendar exactly. of smoothies. Like try to eat what feels good. Because mm-hmm. depending on what your activity level is, mm-hmm. so puro mental ka. So you need a lot of magnesium, you need a lot of like brain stuff. Mm-hmm. And then versus someone who's like an athlete who's like cardiovascular, needs muscular repair, your diets will look completely different. Absolutely. Right? So so depending on your phase of life, mm-hmm. right? So you would have different demands. So instead of learning these esoteric ways of computing like calories or you know food actions just listen to learn learn to listen to your body yeah and i know that for a lot of people this could be more esoteric <laughs> that's true that could, yeah. this could be more esoteric but you can start simple like just go to a menu and ask your body what do you actually want to eat yeah, and pick that, and be surprised with how much more filling what you're picking on a body level is versus what you think you want. Exactly, it's different. There's a different intelligence from like your gut, um, brain, your heart, brain, your body, brain. Mm-hmm. So let's park that 
mental, you know, worship for a minute. <laughs> for a minute. Yeah. I also want to say that I remember this one podcast. Uh, it's not a podcast. It was a video by Paul Cech. So Paul Cech is one of my favorite holistic healthcare practitioners. And he's also a shaman. Um, and somebody asked him, um, I'm a fruit shake vendor. And I feel bad that I'm giving people uh, sugar addictions. Because this is this high fructose, not good sugar cane stuff, and he's like, "How can I, how can I be of service to people while keeping my job while I need to stick to this job while I'm still looking for something else?" Blah blah blah. And then I really like what Paul said that he said that if you serve like with the vibration of your heart, you actually pray over the fruits, you pray over the corn syrup. The love is actually more nourishing than the actual thing. Mm. So it's this is it's the same logic when people look for fast food or look for yung uh, brain ko chippy. When when people look for what do you call that? Uh, snacks? Uh, no no no. Chocolate snacks. Yeah. There's uh, name my term chips. My term yung pika pika. Snack food. Ah. Junk food. There you go. <laughs> Gosh. Um, there's this thing when people eat junk food or even desserts or even like they, they eat from that place that's like bad for them. But they like the energy of the cook. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They, they like the energy of the memory. They like, they like who they're eating it with. So I, I think that's what I wanted to emphasize with that example. Na our heart's that powerful that you could give something that's bad for a diabetic and it could still be nourishing to them because of the power of your heart. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of thing. And the same thing with what I said a while ago, that food tastes amazing to me now because of like my rectification of relationships to foods, to plant and animal spirits. Um, I really feel the same way with literally like everything else. Right? Parang if you can honor the cook, the busboy, the waiter, or even pr- I have like two perspectives of this. Sorry, and it's like ca- coming at me both at the same time. So one is honoring how your food arrives to you, right? All the people that came before that. Mm-hmm. But I also have some clients, kasi who are having trouble with like uh, weight gain diet nga and food stuff, and I'm like. Yinga, eat intuitively slash do you have like a curinderia cafeteria place where even if the food's like nutritionally kinda dead, but the server has like a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. It different. It hits different. And the the moment I said that, they were like, Oh, I already know the place you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're living in places with food deserts, with a soil nutrition that's really bad, I do wanna say that people have an incredible capacity to sanctify that if Aww. we yeah that's why you really pray over food you, mm-hmm. you bless food so there's this kind of thing that if you couldn't intuitively eat your way through that wedding buffet mm. <laughs> if you did it with an absolute love and care you know there is a way to sanctify even the most quote unquote toxic things I so i believe that i believe it yeah so i really Hmm. So, I guess that's why I really want people to 
tap into the spiritual energetic nature of food so that if the education hasn't caught up yet, if the good heritage food source hasn't caught up yet, at least the heart is there already. Yeah. As at least the intention is there already. Mm-hmm. And there's this no shame, right? There's no calculations. Mm-hmm. And then there's just more abundance in a sense of like I feel great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What I can see a gap that we can also talk about is binging disorders and you know just a disclaimer none of us are doctors here, but I with my Ednos came I was not, I did not have a binging problem. I binged as a result of the problem that I had. Right, right. And sometimes I still notice that with myself and there's still a lot of shame when I think about that. Um, And so now that I'm trying to eat more intuitively and I really do resonate when you said, when you brought up that if you look at something and it feels good or it feels bad, you should listen to it. If you look at a certain food item, if you think about a certain food item, there have been multiple points in my recovery where I have been craving potatoes and cheese. Right. Potatoes and salt. And cognitively, I was like, oh, but that was what every YouTube video ever told me. Lessen your potatoes. And so I had banned myself from fries for like Mm. the longest time. But it's only now that I'm liking fries i'm really really liking fries right i found out that whenever i feel dizzy because i have motion sickness um it's a it's a family it's a root trait. crop yeah and then you said because you, you have migraines it's all up root yeah. crops bring you down ginger gabi potatoes so people who have vertigo should have food that's like really down in the ground mm-hmm. it's like it's really simple like the, the it's like image math it's like, it's too much <laughs> up, down. Too much hot, cold. Too much right. out, in. No, too much exactly. in, out. It's that. It's literally like that. that and we oh. already follow that. When it's hot, we have ice cream. You know, we, yes, we crave yes, for yeah. a cold glass of water yeah, or yeah. Like but a but lemonade. We, but, but, when, but what we don't associate is that coconut is also cold. Yes. Right? Or that your mens needs warmth. That's why people say don't eat coconut or don't drink cold water. So we don't associate that your iced coffee is confusing for your body because it's right. temporarily cold, but its action is hot. Yeah. So your body's it confused. It is inflammatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, that's kind of my thing that we intuitively know that mm. we're going to eat soup when it's cold. Right. But the nuances, the, that extra step. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish there was a little bit more enthusiasm around it. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that is the gap with binge binge eating behavior. Right, right. Slash binge eating disorder. Though I, you know, we are not the authority on Sometimes that that's disorder. just a nutrient deficiency though. That's mm-hmm. why your body keeps saying I'm hungry because it's still looking for nutrients. And then and what, I see that. Yeah. And then what it's having access to is not the, the yeah. nutrient that it's looking for so it's, so it's still eating. looking for more yeah because it's saying that it's not there it's yeah. not there so oh yeah and then you we in a previous conversation we talked about emotional eating and how it was yeah. it was branded as that you know the, yeah, the yeah. negative connotations of she's an emotional eater that's why she looks like that but it and we were talking mm. about but food is emotional food right. is very yes, emotional yes. yeah yeah food is celebration food is also is also grief food 
in essence, just supplements us right, in all right. our seasons, in all our moods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, when we're hungry, we kind of get angry. When we're hungry, we kind of get sad. I think recently you brought up that I noticed that if I'm hungry, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I think it's more of a the connection between my stomach and my brain. Right. Um, as someone who 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 has got brain connection, who, who's got like a problem there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, I noticed that every time that I do not nourish myself in the ways that my brain wants to, it gets sad. Right. Yeah. So uh, now that I I have an understanding of being more mindful when and why I eat, mm-hmm. I now know. No. Okay. I think I'm getting a bit. So I'm I'm gonna use the D word. Yeah. yeah. Then I get uh, a bit depressed. Right, I right. I know that's probably just because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah, just yeah. because I wasn't eating the chips that I wanted to. Right. And it's and it may only be like seven pesos, but it, it'll make sure that You know, I, I, I wanna just throw this as Indiaman as a wrench for us just to like um it, tinker with your brain with yeah, this. Yeah. I I associate some foods to be more happy. Oh, okay. Because they're cute. Like cinnamon is cute. <laughs> like the cinnamon tree spirit is a cute spirit. Okay. So so I love you, cinnamon. So I'm yeah, really, really yeah, 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 yeah. So so for example, um, somebody who's like very brusco or very like hard edged, I would recommend cacao varieties that are cuter, mm. that are more floral, that are have more citrus. Ganon. To so, soften them or to soften like the, the general. So that they can have access, so that the food can be a teacher. This is why people like weed because weed is a teacher of relaxation. Mm. True. So there's that sense of like when you're saying that okay, feeling koma the D word because I'm hungry. There's also like a question of is there like turmeric, saffron, saffron rice? They're like all they're, they're very or even the kalendula, they look like sun they look like little sunflowers. Okay. So they're literally bright. So there's that sense of kung TCM pato or Chinese medicine pato. If you're yeah you have sadness that's like lung metal, you okay. would temper that with sunshine because you would need to dry the metal. Oh okay. What's yeah, the dorm like, version friendly? Uh, dorm friendly version. Yeah, for those who aren't living like turmeric. 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 Sorry, I'm a big fan of turmeric. So you put it in rice because it's also anti-inflammatory. But it's also bright. Interesting. Is it a color? Is it a color thing? Or is it like a just general? Both. Both actually. As in literally, it's associated with the divine feminine in Ayurveda. Like Mm. they offer it on sculptures. It's that holy to them. Oh, wow. Uh, So, so, um, yeah. So there is like a... Even your question of is it just a cultural association or like an image association? Mm. But why did it get that cultural association if it didn't have that energetic association? Mm, diba? That's true. Food has history, then Yeah, yeah. And they kind of look like their actions. It's kind of like that walnut looks like a brain and it's good for your brain. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of like I that thing. That. Yeah. And stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like the calendula, it looks like sunshine. It feels like sunshine. Sounds like sunshine. And its action is. <laughs> so 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 there's that it's almost that's why I get it when chefs are like oh you play with the textures of the food and I'm like yeah because all the food has actions Paranganan. so and you you were saying that when you're hungry you get and then you get sad and if you get sad uh, sorry if you get hungry there's certain emotions mm-hmm. that's your statement yeah, yeah, no, we were, yeah, yes, we were talking about food as emotion, and and then in conjuncture to 
um, binge eating behavior. Right. And how people say that oh, she's just he, she, they're just an emotional eater. Right. And to battle that, to battle that sentence. Just to jump off what you said a while ago. Um, because we are talking about how we would like to, in general, better the relationship that we have with food, Correct. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. culturally, personally, and stuff like that. Um, as for people who do not necessarily have access to the best types of food, so like right, dorm, right. what are this dorm. is like a how-to podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How yeah. do you how do you do that? What is like a a good starting point for people who want to better their relationship with food, but just don't necessarily have the faculties to do it because of the because they're in food deserts or because they're they right. by the way, I don't think our food deserts are as bad as America. That's true. Because I feel like the advantages of being an agricultural country is that we still have a lot of local produce that's not Talipapa stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's not fucked by pesticides. <laughs> so it's like uh, I feel like it's easier. Kung how to do dorm stuff healthier. By the way, I also have moms on this, so I feel like I, I also want to um, orient towards how to cook for your family or how to yeah. feed your family. Number one, good water source. Because you know how like you drink from water from a restaurant? Sorry, yeah. I'm Marte. So, no, I no understand. we it understand like, so It tastes like chlorine. Like, or it tastes like chlorine. Yeah. So, oh whatever you're drinking constantly, if it can just not taste like that, you just identify the water shop that doesn't taste like shit the most. Oh, and you prioritize that. Um, in our house, we do uh, we do lemon slices, but you don't have to be that maarte. I mean, you, you saw in Sonia's garden, they put like basil and shit. They do. But you can have fun. You can have fun with your wa- It's literally just water. Yeah, yeah. And then even your Lola puts calamansi in their water. So I feel like having fun with... And I think the logic with the citrus stuff is the alkaline acid base with mm. the body. So I feel like that's the one big plus if your water is good your hydration is going to be better you're going to be great with the food stuff i'm going to be real with you i feel like i feel like people are always going to come from recovering from a specific illness or ailment mm-hmm. no one's coming from an actual neutral baseline and then they're trying to just eat healthy yeah yeah no 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 everybody has like there's something fucked with their kidney exactly. so somebody has autism or yeah. somebody's yeah and then <laughs> and then you have to cook specifically for that kidney kidney deficiency yeah, or right, for yeah. that and then a lot of moms actually get overwhelmed because it's so sometimes the illnesses of the family get so complex and then you're like how do i feed these people right, right and then it's exactly. your fault if people get sick right yeah. or if people catch a bug or something yeah. So I feel like, um, for me, uh, okay, okay, this is coming from, okay, so my brother is a health buff, but the athlete version, so I'm like the hippie version. Mm. So our house is like really weird in a sense that mm. we're very like, how do I say this? Like we would still eat the fast food sentimentally, but my brother would like, um, how do I say this? Lovingly shame you about it. <laughs> He'll be like, you know. He'll be like very. There's like a loving lambasting of wow. I'm I'm st- I'm being literary around Oni. But <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, there's a. I really when people learn these things, I don't I don't want you to go when what Oni was saying that it becomes religious slash. Um, um, something you punish yourself with. Yeah. Right? So I feel like just be interested in fermented food. 
mm-hmm. right? You just timba ng kimchi is like relatively cheap now. So because because of K drama, even Telipapa people would like. Well, I'm not sure with Telipapa people, but our masahista kasi makes these li- local timba of kimchi, and then we even have people who make unsweetened yogurt. So if you want to heal gut bacteria, just start from there. Because I know that a lot of people who have IBS, consti, patient problems, um, diabetes, anything that's like gut-oriented, fermented foods, just start with there. And then slowly try to eat cleaner. And I know that's not like a fun thing to think about. So just find recipes that you actually enjoy and then stick to them. Um... You're saying dorm food, no? It's feeding of water. Right. Dorm people in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. In- you have to invest in, like, fermented. For me, ha? Mm. It's it's impossible to get... Um, And when I say fermented, that also includes, ano, ha? Um, hachara. Mm, okay. Yeah, because provincial is. people, like, pickle everything. Yeah, like, ba- like uh, bamboo shoots. Papaya. Uh, Papaya yeah. is great. Yeah, even uh, no, even cucumber, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like that already, nakabuhay siya, right? Mm-hmm. This is why people drink apple cider vinegar because it helps your gut bacteria. But if you consume that vinegar via vinaigrettes already from pickled stuff, you're already healthier in a way, or you're already you're he- basically there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're already eating your gut stuff. And I think the last one would be, I think portioning. Um, Eating rhythmically, like consistently. The predictability helps um, regulate your circadian rhythm to know when to open up the system and close it. So when you're irregularly eating, that's kind of stressful for the system because it doesn't know how to anticipate the nutrition. It's like it's like you have a friend and you're like, I, I when is the when's the meeting? I don't know. When's when's the nutrition coming? I don't know <laughs> if it's stressful. The, the 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 gut doesn't know what's happening. So there's that kind of coordination. Wait, what did I say? Rhythmic, but the ah portioning. There you go. I feel like it's really simple. Just stop when you're two thirds full. Sorry, there's like a Chinese and a Mexican thing as well. So some Mexican is like. Um, I forgot the phrase for its basic... This is in Blue Zones, the people who live up to 100. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they have these things where live happily and it's... Live and eat happily even between Okinawa and this Mexican city, they all have these phrases of half belly full only, not full. Because when it's actually super full, it actually stresses out your organs. Because hmm. especially if you're like lying down, and it's and it doesn't have the muscle power to push the food down. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is like tita stuff. Like I feel like I feel like I'm that homesteading tita who's gonna tell you now. Oh, drink hot water. Don't lie down. Or like, don't go into the swimming pool after you know. It's like very, and I feel like it's very grandmother knowledge. It's like. um folklore knowledge Levels, and then yeah. yeah and then people don't think it has logic it has logic it has. it has logic it's just that it's not explained so for example the swimming pool thing you're digesting your system is open swimming pool is full of chlorine hmm. it's why it's why they say don't eat in front of people you hate because your system is opening up and then you're intermingling while you're drinking and eating hmm. together so it's kind of like uh, bad juju in a bad way. Juju, bad yeah. exchange. Yeah. So it's very... 
Kaya mas masarap. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We speak in Tagalog also in your podcast. Oh, I usually translate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or or I think we're code switching enough for it to be okay, understandable. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. You know how we say good food, good people? The food mm. is so much better when yeah, you have yeah. people you love. It's the same. Just, you know, just to also make that simpler for people who don't yet grasp that food is energetic or that food is very much so about the the, 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 the what's surrounding yeah, the food. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that. It's that concept of the people that you're with also improve the food. Yes, yes, yeah. Just tying it into what you said earlier that um, there is love in yes, food yes, also. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I, we, we used to have this, this house help who, who would cook an amazing cook but what she'd diba? say is that if i'm in a bad mood don't let me cook exactly because oh, yes, her yes, food yes, yes. does not taste good i see that yeah yeah, yeah. and for some reason she's the and my dad and my, my dad's diabetic but he eats like a lot of rice which is not good yeah, yeah, if yeah. you talk to a diabetologist <laughs> yeah yeah but for some reason her cooking did not trigger my dad's diabetes for that exactly. specific time exactly. because of the way that she loves and she she comes from the same family mm. who raises pigs and would cry when a pig yeah, yeah. dies. Yeah, yeah. So there's also a certain level of love to the food and before yeah, 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 before they're killed. Actual reverence. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And mm. when uh, during the process that, that that is being made. Yeah, this is why I'm encouraging people. I like it when people go homesteading and like make their own breads, yeah. make their own yogurts. There is a kind of it's 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 also my thing that mas masarap kung bigay so if it's yeah. like given to you oh yes that's true and it's like stuff from someone you love so that so that house help it's of yours special. was giving something yes, yes it was coming from like a gifting energy it tastes different it tastes even better yeah. I mean store bought is fine especially if the energy of the store is like really great, great so on true. a gifting thing yeah. but. I, I really just want to say that um, that's the magic of receiving. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's enabling someone to gift you well. Yeah. And that's what makes you like a good receiver mm-hmm. as well. Parang ganun. Yeah. Parang, I feel like kasi, um, people think that they equate gift love language with materialism. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, you're not getting... have get- to be that. Yeah, you're not getting the point of the gift. The gift is the underbelly of the object it's not the object yeah it's the gesture it's the it's the action that does things mm. i do want to say like i just want to do a quick asterisk on the portioning and the fasting um on a spiritual level because because i get people who are like on an awakening journey um and when even if you go through like a lot of emotional changes you can't eat yeah. Right? You, suddenly, you're in so much shock um, that for a few days, you were constipated, you didn't even notice. Yeah. Right? There's like a... There's um, there's stuff that happens, basically. So, those are like crisis stuff. But um, spiritual experiences, kasi, if it's so super energizing, you you feel like not eating for a few days. Because you're still eating the energy. There's like so much energy. Oh God, you're, still, so you're still... You're tra- still... Right? There's like a download. You can't eat! And then I had yeah. friends who went to a fast, uh, sorry, to a meditation retreat. And then after that, they were like, oh my God, I can't eat pork. And then it took them months before they can eat pork again or like I heavier. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, I feel like people get so weirded out when their bodies suddenly want something else. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because these foods energetically help you do certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's why 
if you feel like you caught a bug or if you feel like you ate something that's kind of fucking you up, just fast. Just mm-hmm. just fast. Just allow your body to reset and like remove it. Because naturally, this is in a yogic perspective. There's on full moons. This is one thing that I don't like about full moon gatherings in the Philippines. We eat kasi. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, full moon you're not supposed to eat. Because the moon energy ah. is already feeding you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to eat the moon, not the food. Mm. Right? And the food would confuse you. Because food at night, um, your glands is busy digesting the food. Mm-hmm. You don't sleep well. Yeah. So you're not... Actually, what we're... we're so I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you have a lot of energetic changes, emotional changes... It's okay for your eating habits to swing. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're a big protein girl, and then suddenly you feel like veggies for a few days. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally normal. Or I just don't. I want to do a water fast suddenly, and then you come back to it after. As long as you feel okay, exactly. like as as long because I feel like when you force yourself to do like a water fast, and then you're like you have so many. Marami kang sakit, and it's like very dangerous for you to do that. I'm like, bro, bro, that's not intuitive at all. Right. <laughs> that, that's like super forced. So the thing is, I think I want people, women with menses, there's like a lot of energy loss, a lot of stress in the body. People don't want to eat, diba? Yeah. Either they want to eat a lot of salt and chocolate, but they don't want to eat foods that are hard to digest because right. it stresses the gut area. So it's. Yeah. So there's those kind of things where it's like, if person who is sick or person who has bends doesn't want to eat, you don't force them to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that kind of um, wisdom or that logic. Uh, I just, I just want folks to. It's kind of like the the old thing that you were saying. Mm-hmm. If people can't eat, they can just eat in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's very. I just want to encourage that for folks that, you know, they they might Google like a very complicated um, anti-inflammatory diet or a very complicated something-something diet. I'm like, bro, just... I think that's why I kind of like that intermittent fasting is getting popular because it doesn't restrict anything. It's just saying don't eat for a certain window of time. Yeah. Which I think allows people to have a relationship with hunger. That's actually mm. um, not panubad, demonized, or it's just like, oh, I'm hungry, but I'm like, okay, like my mind's clear, so you can actually still do stuff. Right. And in spiritual energetic practices like yoga, usually, even kriyas, you can't do that full. You have to be fasted. Mm-hmm. You can't. Um, so for me, I do a lot of energetic work. When I've eaten, I can tell that I can channel less. Because some of my energies are going down to digest food. Right. Right? And then sometimes, the food even comes up. Because yeah. I'm cultivating my energy, like my lower energy centers to go up. So literally, if I'm, I've eaten a lot, I literally can't work. Yeah. Like, I can't do sessions as well as I can. Or I, can, I see that. Or I can't do ritual work. I can't do ceremony work as well. So, um... I re- I noticed that when I did more of that or I was energized spiritually, my my eating just lessened because mm-hmm. I didn't need it as much. Yeah, I was like really yeah. energized already. Plus, if I ate, I wouldn't be able to do the thing that I like. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. So, oh. Oh. So, and plus I had a better relationship with the plant spirit. So it's like, oh, they taste even more amazing, but I also don't need much. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. So I get it when people like the yogi say that more people need to practice so that we can step on the earth more lightly. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it because if everybody has like a very developed energetic system, you actually don't need... And you, know, so you don't need a lot. How do I say this? Our souls are so powerful that we could literally drink the air, the sun, the water, the wind without actually using our mouth. Mm-hmm. It, we're that in tune. It's possible. They just eat their breath. But the thing is, they don't die. It's that the possibilities of what a human body can do is like really big. So I kind of get where people are coming from when they talk like that. For um, as somebody who likes food, I didn't... There was a time when I had like a big energetic initiation and I couldn't eat because it was so... It was like... My body was thrumming with so much energy. And then I was like praying to God that I was like, oh my God, please let me eat lechon roast. Lechon that day, I was like, no, I want to eat pork. So I was like, let me eat. So it was... So it was very, um, I feel like, diba when we do practices, people also say, drink water, eat food to ground. Right. Yeah, so it's very, it's a big closer kasi. Because when all your energies rush to your glands and your digestive system to digest the food, it goes down. It's literally lower in your system. So, yeah, so I think people need to consider that when they're doing spiritual practice or healing practices. Um, nah, your food intake can change. Um, you might go through some spurts that are kind of weird. Um, and then it's it can go back to quote unquote normal, or you can need less. So I feel like folks who kind of um, pack more weight after spiritual practices use it as defense because they don't have as good of a spiritual boundary. So I, I can tell, <laughs> I, I can kind of tell when that's happening. So it's like, um, I feel like that's not necessarily true. Because I'm like, I don't want y'all to be diabetic. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's very, um, I, I, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. may part talaga sa akin, the reason why I like Shiva, Adiyogi, is because he was also, I forgot the term, but he was also a body master. So meaning being friends with the vehicle of the temple of our bodies. So it's very like it's not just a transcendent yoga, it's also a body yoga. It's also it's still tantra, it's still the way you live life, it's still the tactile senses, it's the mastery of the senses. So I feel like if somebody's trying to like um it's kinda why I kinda respect those any Christian my Christian sect na they think that part of their doctrine is also eating healthy. is is part of their di- diet is part really? of their preaching. Yeah, yeah. It's part of their evangelizing. Is that they the want... Mormons? Parang, yes. Because they can't drink iced tea or coffee. Yes, or... yes, yes. Pero it's... Pero the, the farm shit is also part of their doctrine. The Amish. I'm gonna trust Anya on this one. No. <laughs> I'm gonna trust... I'm gonna... I, they, they're known for being great homesteaders. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, 
transcendent stuff isn't just like philosophy books, but they're also recipe books. <laughs> and I feel like it's okay for our spiritual practices or even just everyday practices to have a certain devotion around yeah, homesteading. And yeah, it can be part of your evangelizing, right? Yeah. To, to, I say that in the most nuanced and loving way. <laughs> Please do not force people to eat healthier. I mean, I, I guess I just mean the whole. It's a language. It's it's a it's a wisdom. It's a knowledge. It is. It is. Anything else? I feel like we have we're at a good spot. Mm, just to echo that, food can be, and I'm gonna use silly words like epistemic food can be knowledge based you can prescribe a diet you can know that this vegetable is good and this vegetable doesn't have that much you know how like my mom tells me uh, i love lettuce and i love pepino i love cucumber but she yeah. tells me there's not enough nutrients there you have to eat that yeah because it's all water yeah, yeah you have to eat this and you have to eat that so food is knowledge food is part of our knowledge of what is nourishment and what is what are the nutrients we're putting in our body but a bigger part of food is food as frenetics food is wisdom i love how she's using these calm <laughs> terms at me what's frenetics wisdom 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 okay this is the the love of wisdom is, is, ah, is okay yeah wisdom as doing so we yeah yes wisdom as doing amen yeah, we uh, learn uh, food. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's how i have been steering my diet the past few months i learned that i like i like bread and yeah. i have villainized bread for, for a my, long time because yeah. food and yeah, yeah. exactly or that oh machado uh, like the, the the sugar is too high yeah, yeah. or th- basically bread's gonna make you gain weight and right, right. we don't want that and per if that you, villainization per, talaga. Per if you have the right germs in your bread it's actually good for you so if you exactly. actually make sourdough really well, yeah. um, it it's a good longevity kind of thing. So what they talk about, bread is bad for you, it's usually white bread. So, and yeah. I find that so, yeah, I like the artisanal, artisanal bread. Artisanal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that I would assume doesn't have as much extenders or isn't made in a factory, it keeps me fuller and I love it. Like I... I can eat so much bread. Yeah, yeah, Like, I yeah. just love it so much. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't have that effect on me that... Well, when I eat white bread, I find that I get hungrier faster. Faster, yes. Yeah, yeah so that's the only it's thing it's empty, eh? It's mm-hmm. empty, eh? So, yeah, yeah. as of now, what my body is listening to is that wisdom. And mm-hmm. I am saying this as someone who doesn't have a lot of health issues. Maybe my cholesterol is a little bit high, but I don't have high blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So I am able to say these things, but for people out there, folks who are listening in and do have health problems, this might not apply to you, but for everyone else who has the, uh, similar experiences with villainizing certain food or thinking of food as as just knowledge as categorical categorical for itself, and you could even be creative or inventive yeah it's like it's like okay this part of the thing is bad for me because of the sugar but what part of it did i like so for example you like reese you're like i like the peanut butter and the chocolate combo but there's too much sugar because of my diabetic dad it's like can i recreate reese with like mm. peanut butter and like raw cacao it mm. probably even tastes better 
because mm. you made it. You can tweak it to you. How exactly. You it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not from punishment. That's why I'm saying it's from invention. It's from creativity. Exactly. Yeah. So if you had this previous villain, you can even be curious. Ah, I binge ate chocolates. It's probably magnesium. You know, yeah. is my blood too thin? Or I have a lot of blood loss because I have strong menses. So there's really that kind of... Um, I agree with that. There's that space when we investigate our like crutches before. Yes. Like they worked for a reason and then actually exactly. knowing why. And this is kind of like partially part of my frustration that a lot of these doctors na okay, you have this illness, this is what you can't eat. There's no... Um, there's a lack of coaching around how to eat better. Yeah. With more fun and yeah. creativity around yeah. it. So it's very yeah. I feel like the you're a good to to the GPs out there, you're a good general practitioner if you could actually ask about the sleep patterns, the emotional wellness and the food of your patient other than just their acute disease. Mm-hmm. So you could actually uh, pattern weave whatever is happening mm-hmm. to them. I'm sorry to the nurses who are listening to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm always a holistic bitch. So yeah, anything for me though? No, I'm good. Yeah. It's a very nice conversation around food. Also, just the general, uh, all the facets of it, and not necessarily just how it usually, as you mentioned yeah, yeah. earlier, that it you're only really talking about one thing when it when it's like a whole. Um, yeah, it's a gamut. It's like a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I wanted to... When you were talking, Oni, it reminded me of something. Let me try to fetch it. Mm. Ah, okay. So for people who are... Because you mentioned uh, you mentioned about your history and stuff. Um, I also want to say, I used to like not like cooking or not have... Well, I never went through an ED thing, but I used to be, I used to have like more body weight and stuff. And I didn't even try to lose weight. It's kind of weird. It's like I didn't, when people compliment me all the time, I'm like, I'm not trying anything. (laughs) It's always like, I'm just too busy praying, guys, or being like an artist ho. It's okay. So, so I feel like when people sort out their trauma or sort out like their issues, they a lot of health issues just go away. A lot of like the body um hindrances, they're psychosomatic and it goes away or like some nutritional deficiencies can go away. But I, I really believe that you can attack it on all sides. Mm-hmm. So if you're unraveling trauma, you're going through a lot of grief. You're also hungry. Exactly. Right? So um there's this I I hope that people recognize that these um patterns are deep mm-hmm. and that we could address it not only on a narrative level emotional level but also on a physical level mm-hmm. so for example somebody has anxiety and they're addicted to coffee the correlation's kind of fish kind of correlate yeah yeah so there's this there's this if their medical doctor or their psychiatrist doesn't ask them about caffeine that's kind of like hey guys remember (laughs) remember that these things aren't just like a mental or emotional thing Mm -hmm. so that's why i was mentioning the depression thingy now what if it's just a nutrient deficiency because somebody can be like trying to no there's something wrong with you what are you not talking about it's like no i just feel sick you know, and then actually believing them. Mm-hmm. Diba? What if there is just like a physical thing that we're not IDing? But anyway, okay. I don't want to get too deep into that. 
I, w- I was trying to talk about cooking. <laughs> I was trying to talk about cooking. Um, I used to be intimidated by cooking, and I think my technique for it is basically pick a dish you really like. So I really like soup and noodles, and then just go ape shit at it. Right, like different yeah. varieties of it, um, different subtle shifts around it, um, different scales, so big and small. And then you're coming from a place of love, and that's why the learning just naturally grows. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, when they start cooking, they start being... It's like when people who get into coffee start roasting and grinding their own beans. They get more involved in the process. So that's the thing. So people's first step isn't necessarily, I get to farm already. It's usually, I cook first, right? Or I become more mindful with eating first. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when people are starting to cook or try to be more involved with how their meals are prepared... Just start from there. Like, start from a meal you like and then just tailor fit it to what works for your body. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um. So, for example, for me, I tend to have some stagnation sometimes. So, that needs more movement. So, I would cook spicy stuff. Noodles mm-hmm. or salabat. So, it's very... That's why I like those dishes. So, yeah. And so cooking one dish and then tailor fitting it to like a uh, energetic thing that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for example, um, if you like, if you want brightness, ginger. Or if you like it, if you mm-hmm. like the taste. Or like citrus, is it? Yeah, yeah. Do you, ano bang bet mong food? Or, uh, like I'm, you something you can eat every day. I'm a, uh, a star sweet type of person. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like sinigang. No, I no. hate sinigang. I don't Okay, okay. Okay. So what, what's your favorite? Like sweet and sour pork, for example. Uh, like that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm leaning towards like lemonade. That's like a happy drink for me. Yeah, yeah. And oranges. You can actually have oranges. Oranges. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's coming from that. Parang ganun. I feel like that's... Gets ba? I, I, gets ba, guys? <laughs> gets ba, guys? It's more of, it's more of uh, coming from what's already working in your life and then just adding more of like what would help it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So if you like this episode, kind of forward to your friends or anybody who you think is needs it. If you really, I hope this opens up the conversation of just really living your wisdom. What was that for... for Frenetics. Frenetics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Frenesis. eating. Yeah, yeah. Or eating your wisdom. Yes. In a way. Yeah. And I hope it uh, brings gatherings to your table and that y'all have fun. Uh, see y'all next week. And if you want sessions with me, just see the link in the description. And ciao.